think thinking about that. Oh, I'm not gonna say it now. Now I'm embarrassed. Now we're live. <laughs> we're back. Part dose. Uh, the really weird, strange episode of Viking. Uh, it's all like all the the title and everything is starting to make sense all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Uh. Green text scrolls by the scene as we fade away from the scene in Roanoke, uh, and uh, uh, green text comes across the screen. That same old text we love: Venus luxury flotilla, eleven days, four hours, and fifteen minutes until, and then it puts in quotes the unveiling. Uh, your characters, meaning Charity and Tim's characters, sit in plush white chairs. The chairs are adorned in brass rivets uh, with the Venusian royal coat of arms emblazoned on each of them. The chair's tall backs end with a hand-carved helmet of an old knight from early humanity. Before the chairs is a large dark wood desk with the seal of the Venusian courts carved in the front. Atop the desk are papers and a complicated computer terminal. Behind the desk is a single large window viewing out to the upper atmosphere of Venus. The room itself is of dark wood and heads of various animals are mounted on the walls. A cosmetically overweight man in a fancy science fiction suit um, is across from you looking out the window of the Venusian uh, atmosphere. I want to extend my appreciation to both of you for volunteering for this operation. Despite not knowing the details and the the requirements I know that I can trust both of you your dedication to the cause we are proud to serve the party as always we couldn't be more thrilled of course Vicini and I have dedicated our lives to this cause good good I am it's the party needs individuals like you with dedication to separating ourselves from those things that live out past the belt. You could barely call them people were they not directly descended from the same kin as we. They may be directly descended from the same kin as we, but we do not have to associate ourselves with them any longer. (laughs) Yes, well, hopefully that time will be coming very soon. And with this assignment that I am sending you both on. I think that time may draw closer than we anticipated. But first, uh, could I offer you a drink of anything? Ah, yes, please. Of course. He uh, uh, goes over to his desk and pushes a button down. Uh, Carmela, uh, bring in uh, whiskey and uh, ice cubes for my guests, please. And he takes his hand off of the comms. Anyway, uh, unfortunately, there's a bit of paperwork that we must do before I go too much further. Um, there are two sheets of paper here on my desk, and he slides. He turns from the uh, uh, terminal and slides two pieces of paper for each of you, so four pieces of paper total. But Thank you. You're welcome. Slides them both uh, in front of you. Uh an important note in this world that we have created paper is extremely rare Mm -hmm. uh, and it is almost exclusively used by the aristocracy as like a sign of wealth like being able to write things on paper makes it 
the gravity of signing something on paper is infinitely more powerful than like an electronic signature or anything. Vicini runs his hand over the paper. It's a fine vellum. Um, the texture of the of the paper is is exquisite. And what will we be signing today? <clears throat> uh, well, uh, you must sign these non-disclosure agreements. I am required by Venusian law to explain you will be bound to penalty of indentured servitude or execution should you violate this agreement. <laughs> well, I don't think you'll have a problem with us. Uh, no, no, this no. is all but a formality, you understand. Of course, we understand. Excellent. And he uh, uh, opens a desk drawer and pulls out two very fine and nice ballpoint pens and hands them, uh, hands one to each of you. Uh, Vicini takes it and signs. Uh, Alana does the same. It's, uh, the, the document is, I mean, just a standard non-disclosure yeah. agreement that under mm. blah, blah, blah. Uh, you hear the sound of a door opening behind you. The, um, this room and the vibe should be of, like, old money, like a like modern day old money, but sci-fi futury, mm-hmm. and a uh, a woman in a like what someone if you had to describe a French maid outfit to someone who'd never heard of it, that's kind of what this looks like. It's cool. not a French maid outfit, but it is it of is that really, ilk. Yeah, um, comes in with a tray, and on the tray are two um, glass um, tumblers uh, with brown liquid in them, and there's a small. A container of ice, and she sets it on the desk in front of both of you, um, and then hands, uh, picks up little some tongs and holds ice cube. Cube for you, sir. Yes, one. Bloop. A cube for you, ma'am. Yes. Bloop. And she uh, um, takes the uh, container of ice and then exits, and she turns, nothing for you, sir. And Tassin Burrows says, no, 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 be gone, woman. And she uh, turns and um, scoots out of the room um, very intentionally uh, making her butt move a lot. Tight. And he like, you, he very clearly watches as she walks away and gets this just gross smile across his face. Uh, we should be so lucky that we find ourselves in the company of such fine specimens of the fairer sex. Hey, Vicini? Truly the heights of evolution. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> we should get down to brass tacks, as it were. You have been tasked with rooting out a terrorist cell aboard one of the old Confederate stations. Petulant rednecks. The gall of them to be calling that shithole the Gilded Rings beyond me. If I am to bring proof before Parliament of their treachery, or if I am going to accuse them of any of these sorts of activity in front of Parliament, I will need proof of their treachery. You are to deliver this innocuous-looking object. And he takes his terminal and turns it to you, and you see a like a, a builder's schematic, but it is of a tree. Um, you are to take this plant, uh, innocuous-looking plant, to Emerald Station, place it inside one of the abandoned apartment complexes, uh... Dayashi personnel quarters has some. I don't particularly care for the details, but you're to plant this there, and you were to leave. To leave. <laughs> Darling. Oh, she is funny, that one. Keep her around, Vicini. I think I will. <laughs> uh, you are to, yes, deliver this 
uh, innocuous looking plant. It is to feed us information. Uh, information that would be critical if I am to argue against these rednecks in the Houses of Parliament. May I ask, what does the plant do? Uh, it, it is a snooping device. Um, embedded inside of it are uh, a complex series of <coughs> listening and sending devices that will transmit encrypted data uh, to assets that we have in the area. That information will be ferried across the system and delivered to me here. Well, I'm very happy that we can serve you so directly and for such an important matter. Vicini, this is the most critical of matters. We're facing an election. We have only a few more weeks before votes will be cast, and it is critical that someone that aligns themselves with us, preferably me, is made Prime Minister. In order to do that, I'm going to need a compelling case to toss aside all uh, any challengers from the Exos. That is why this mission is so important. You seem worried, Tassin. Is there a challenger who could beat you? Certainly not from the Exos, if that's what you're saying. I uh, am a realist, and unfortunately many in the Houses of Parliament blame the Inners for their problems, and unfortunately it is a compelling narrative, but I think we learned during the Civil War that the Exos are tired of war and conflict. If we can remind them that those at the top there wish to embroil themselves in another conflict, why, I think we would win quite handedly. Is that what you're hoping to catch with this uh, snooping device? Yes. Elena, Elena, um, that is what I am hoping to catch. Uh, Quite honestly, the station that I am sending you to is a hive of activity of the most notorious sort. And I believe that any information gathered there would be useful. Should we be worried about our arrival in such a station? I don't know if I feel comfortable sending my wife with me to such a dubious place. Vicini, I understand your concern. But... I must admonish you that I don't make this choice lightly. You two within the party are those who I can trust to get the job done. So that is why you have been chosen. You do us a great honor. The honor is mine, Vicini. I must also inform you that this operation may require the use of lethal force. (laughs) If there is a chance that the mission could be compromised in any way, you were to do whatever it takes to plant this device there. Even if it were to be for a moment, any information gathered would be critical to our success. Vicini looks over at Elena. Well, I know that you are no stranger when it comes to lethal force, dear husband. If I must, <laughs> I must. You're a war hero, Vicini. And Elena here, she might be beautiful, but... She can handle herself. That's why I love her I so she much. She is as dangerous as she is attractive. That's why we make such a great pair. Indeed. I have sources that believe that individuals aboard Emerald Station are conspiring to create a network, which, of course, would be illegal 
under the Hingsford Decree. It's been some time since anyone's attempted such a thing. Mm-hmm. I think last I can remember, there was a doctor who <laughs> fled and... Yes, yes, I remember the news reports. Sad man that was, but... Uh, they always are. I believe he was conspiring with the Exos as well. Anyone foolish enough to use a network to to ignore the history. Shameful. Shameful. Should never forget. This is why this is so critical, Vicini. If there's even even rumors of a network being set up on Emerald Station, one of the exo colonies, why the uh, parliamentarians would have no choice but to cast aside any vote for an exo-prime minister. Of course. Their constituents wouldn't allow for weakness. That is... So you understand the stakes, then? I think I do. Of course we do. You must also know that this is being played very close to the chest. Only myself, Banham Secretary Foos, and Deputy Deputy of Security Chief Wilton know of this mission being carried out. We will provide you transportation aboard a passenger ship that will not search your persons too closely. Deputy Security Chief Wilton will also accompany you on this in case things get dicey, but again, we've been chosen for a very specific reason. We understand. Good. Are there any other questions? When does this mission begin? Well, my dear, this is happening tonight. I have tickets for you both to aboard the passenger liner Thena T-05, departing in a few hours. Excellent. The trip is uh, about two weeks. You will have plenty of time to get your affairs in order aboard the ship. Very well, then. Bless you both. May Jesus Christ bless your travels and secure you safe passage. Amen. 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 And so we fade to black on um, hands being shook in the uh, uh, the this very fancy Venusian um, office. The screen fades back in. Uh, green text as it fades in says, seven hours until the unveil aboard the Thena. So... You're you, the three of you. So you two and um, Deputy Officer Wilton um, are in like basically a train cabin, like a small room with two seats that face each other, uh, two bench seats that face each other. Um, Chief Officer Wilton is <clears throat> got his arms crossed and he's leaned up sleeping against the uh, side of the um, side of the uh, room. Um, the reason you guys are up and about at this point is that there's only a few hours left until you get to the station. So, um, to make sure that you're alert and ready, um, you are just sitting there buying time until you get to Emerald station. Ilana is sitting on Vicini's lap. Cute. Kind of gross. Yeah, it, it's very gross. Um, I need both of you to make wisdom saves or wisdom checks for me. Success. Success. 
So both of you at different points in the afternoon noticed that um, Wilton has a bulge under his uh, under his um, overcoat. <laughs> and uh, I think we see him turn in his chair a little bit and you see a holster and the gunmetal glint of a weapon, a sidearm secured at his side. Well, darling, I'm glad they won't be checking us. Yeah. Are you worried at all that only one of us is armed? What happens if we get split up? I trust you. You'll be able to handle yourself. Well, of course, but I'd feel much better if I had a weapon. Oh, don't worry. And uh, Vicini takes a uh, pen knife out of his breast pocket and gives it to Alana. Use this in case anyone messes with you. And if, you know... They don't mess with you. <laughs> Just stab them anyway. Yeah. Darling. Don't worry. It won't come to that. We'll be safe. At the uh at the at your words, it won't come to that. Um the uh overhead like speakers of the captain uh come on. You hear the click of the microphone. Uh folks, we are one hour from dock. Go ahead and begin securing your belongings. Remember, priority passengers will disembark first. Thank you, and thank you for flying aboard the Thena. I believe that's us. Priority passengers? Mm-hmm. You see Wilton is still asleep in his, uh, up against the, the chair. Uh, Vicini slaps his knee and says, wake up, Wilton. Time to go. <sighs> oh, um, have we arrived yet? We've got <clears throat> one hour. Oh, my... God, it is impossible to sleep in these bunks. I don't believe I've slept more than a few hours this whole trip. Hopefully you'll get some good sleep aboard the station. (laughs) Oh, I anticipate a good long nap for me. Uh, And he he stands up and begins opening a uh, a, uh, storage rack and um, pulls down um, a couple suitcases, one for himself, and then he begins pulling down your guys' suitcases with your clothes and personal effects. Uh, Vicini, would you mind getting the uh, um, the uh, container, the asset? Certainly. So Vicini heads over to a corner of the space where there is a box. Yeah, there's like a big, like those industrial grade foot lockers that have like the ridges for um, added structural integrity. You see there's a complicated, um, touchscreen like interface on the top. And there's like several small, uh, smaller boxes that are attached to it that have like O2 meters. Um, this thing looks to be like sealed airtight. Um, it's, uh, it's a very complicated and expensive box. So do I Just like me? You know what I'm talking about <laughs> very, very complicated and expensive box. Charity Coon story. That's what they called me in high school. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> nice. Tight. That's what, that's also what they said. Nice. Um, tight. Do I want to keep this thing in the box? What does this thing yeah. do with here? Yeah. So sorry. You want to, you want to keep the tree in the box until you can get it to where it's going to live. All right. So I check the screen, see that it's okay. Yep. You see oxygen levels are nominal, that there's uh, minimal amounts of uh, vibration disturbance to the equipment. Looks good. Great. We're all set. Wilson. Wilton. Excuse me, Wilton. 
Well, that's quite all right. Uh, I get mistaken for Wilson all the time. It's my volleyball-sized head. <laughs> and now that you pointed out, the resemblance is uncanny. Yeah, we noticed for the first time he has a red handprint on his face. <laughs> <laughs> The lights suddenly turn out and the red emergency lights f- turn on. <gasps> Both of you, well, all of you look confused um, and a uh, alarm, a klaxon alarm. <laughs> the captain comes back over. Everyone brace for impact left side. Uh, Vicini rushes back over to where uh, Alana is and like, pulls her down as he swings into the seats to uh, buckle himself in. Everyone roll dexterity for me. You roll at advantage because Vicini came over to help you. Big strong man. Conditional success. Mm-hmm. Can, and regular success. Okay. You take no damage. Okay. You take one HP of damage. All right, I'm at two. The... Uh, the ship suddenly lurches so far to the left that all three of you and your luggage come slamming into the side, the bulkhead of the ship. Um, you, like, Vicini absorbs most of the impacts for you, mm-hmm. Alana, and uh, you just feel, like, the impact of you hitting his chest, more or less, and uh, Vicini, your head whips back hard and cracks into a corner on the bulkhead. Um, you feel... A, a sharp pain of um, probably a concussion. Oh. And the whole ship begins turning and tumbling and moving. Um, we zoom further back um, outside of the ship and we see a huge asteroid has just come into this shipping lane and is barreling <laughs> through ship after ship, throwing them aside. Sorry. <laughs> Wilton, Wilton, what the hell just hit us? Oh, my head is killing me. And, uh, yeah, so there's there's no longer any gravity, and um, the everything is just, like, floating in zero-G, and all you see are, like, the flash of red lights. Oh. The box, darling, where's the box? Uh, yeah, Vicini floats over to the box, checks it. Um, you see there is a um, an O2 warning, like, boom, 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 boom. Treated oxygen levels. Boom, 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 Want to inspect the box to see if there's an oxygen leak. Yeah, there's a slight hiss coming from the seal of the box. Uh, the computer terminal, roll uh, intelligence for me. There you go. Nice. Bad. Fail. Fail. Damn. Um, it, the box's screen is like cracked, so you Ooh. can't even get much information from the console. Ilana, we're leaking O2 into the cabin. What do we do? Well, we have to stop the leak. <laughs> or hopefully we can fix it. All right, well, uh, should we wrap it up in something? Uh, put it inside of our luggage? Wilton, do you have anything to repair the box? So you see Wilton's body is just floating in zero G and there's big red globules of blood like leaking out from the top of his head. Jesus Christ. Dear God, Wilton. All right. Um, darling, put your vac suit on. I start to put the vac suit on. Okay. 
Uh, I put mine on as well. Uh, and then I want to see, I want to take what would have been Wilton's vac suit and take the hose from the supply pack and try to make a makeshift replacement for the box. Nice. So, yeah, there's, it's pretty obvious and they're, they're like all mostly standard connections for ease of situations just like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, make a uh, another intelligence roll for me that's successful. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll succeed, succeed this time. Please, how about it? I won. I did it. Cool. So yeah, you're you're able to jam one of the fittings home, and you hear the and the screen, uh, the cracked display goes from like this flashing red uh, color to a uh, green, and you can barely make out in between like the spider webbing glass uh, the words nominal. I think I did it. Excellent, darling. I knew you could do it. But what do we do now? Um, Elana goes to Wilton and, and gets the gun off of his side. You find a very nice uh, forty-five caliber pistol um, that has a laser sight. Be careful with that. In this zero-G, the knockback could send you flying into the back wall. I know how to handle myself. Of course you do. We should find out whether the ship can travel. Yes. Uh, Vassini goes over to like a panel on the wall and tries to contact the captain. Uh, uh, intelligence for me. Fail. The, uh, the panel is completely <sighs> fucked. There's no working it. We have no way of contacting them from here. We might have to travel through the, the ship. Well, we can do that. I'm worried that there might be damage elsewhere in the ship. This compartment is fine. What if there's a breach? Well, why don't you go and, and I'll wait here. No, I can never leave without you. I wouldn't want you to. Barf. Well, let's, it's a risk we need to take. What good are we doing here just waiting around? The sooner we can plant this tree, the sooner we can get home. All right, I'll go with you. We uh, open the door to the compartment and start to float towards the front of the ship. So this is a big, like, passenger liner. So the thing is, like, just a long hallway with hundreds of these rooms on either side. Mm -hmm. And you see a few of the rooms' doors are opened. You see there's shit just floating around. Not literal shit, but just debris and stuff floating (laughs) around this corridor. Um, There's a couple... A stewardess, I, I don't have a better way to say it, stewardess mm-hmm. and steward I that are floating around in zero G, um, unmoving, lifeless. A couple of them uh, look to be like moving slowly. Uh, there's a few other like passengers that are in um, vac suits that are moving about on the other end of the, uh, the ship. I don't see any terrible damage yet. Let's keep moving. So you guys are heading towards the pilot, the captain's, or the bridge? Yes. Yes. So you approach the. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, you, you approach the uh, um, the bridge. And there's a, a bulkhead and airlock that separates the bridge from the rest of the passengers' cabin, and the door is shut. And there's a panel next to the door that says um, "caution vacuum." Well, that's not good. No, it's not. I wonder how far away we are from the station. 
based off of our travel time and when we were due to arrive, what do I think? Well, um, if you were an hour from like physically docking, you were probably just in line. So you were probably just like whatever, you know, like a plane on the runway. You're just getting ready Mm -hmm. to take your turn to taxi into your terminal. Um, So you could be, you know, maybe a few hundred feet from port or you could be maybe a thousand feet from the port. We should be in line for docking. Our alibi was that we would not be checked on this ship. If we must leave the ship and take the plant with us, there's a better chance that we will be checked and stopped. You're right. I I didn't think about that. But I really don't think this ship is going anywhere. I could try to get this door open. There's likely a vacuum on the other side. But I might be able to get to the controls. What happens if you don't? Then we're not going anywhere. And that'll be that. We have dedicated our lives to this. Well, I'm, I'm, what am I supposed to do if, if, if this doesn't work out? What do you mean? What is this? I'm, this isn't you. Go. I'll be back. Don't worry. Give me the plant. It's yours. So you hand over the big foot locker in zero G. I didn't think I was holding it, but yeah, sure. Uh, oh, maybe I grabbed it. Whatever. It's mine now. I'm holding it now. It's mine now. It's mine now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You open the airlock, Vicini. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the the airlock uh, depressurizes and slides open, and you see on the other side uh, just empty space. The the whole like bulkhead of the ship is just shredded apart. Like whatever came through here just took the ship out at its nose. So no controls. But you do see that the port um, for uh, Emerald Station is less than like maybe less than a thousand feet or so away. Um, It's like conceivable that you could use like the small repulsor jets on your vac suit to get to the station. Mm. All right. And you just see a cook, like a, f- I mean, an incountable amount of particles and uh, debris in this like f- space. Like just turning. Daishi corp diapers. and Yeah, tons of <laughs> shit. And, and you see this asteroid has basically created this. Um, it's like wake trail. Yeah, of just broken <laughs> shit. And it's um, now sitting on the other side of the station and you can see uh, lights from um, b- the equivalent of space tugboats that have like gathered around it and with their jets on full thrust trying to decelerate this thing. Okay. Vicini heads back through the bulkhead. Um, speaks with Alana. We're close enough to the port. We could make it with our vac suits. That sounds dangerous. Yes, it is. But isn't that the fun? You're right. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, and you hear through um, like the speak. Well, you've got speakers open so you can hear the sound. Um, but someone in a vac suit comes up to you and they look like in a civilian um, 
model of a of a vac suit <laughs> excuse me do you know what's happening do you, do you know what's going on here uh i push that person away and yell uh, remain here there will be help are you with the ship you tell the captain that this was not a part of the and before he can finish i'm back through the bulkhead no time for that noise damn you and do you follow him Al- Al- alana yeah bringing that plant yep and you got that gun Yep. All right. Got to get that. So here's what I plant. Vicini, um, like, wraps around uh, behind his wife and, like, embraces her as she's holding on to the box. And um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, as she's holding on to both hands with the box and he's holding on to her, um, he then uh, grabs, the, grabs the gun uh, from her side and... Uh, aims it, positions himself, pointing his back to the station and then uh, pushes off the ship into the void and then fires the 45. Look at you. Fancy. Roll dexterity at advantage. Cool. Because it's been really good for you so far. Yeah. Successes. Success. So you uh, launch yourself and we get this pulled back view of you turning and there's all this uh, space Diashi Corp space diapers and uh, like mining equipment and um, like extra vac suits and stuff just floating and spinning in zero G Mm -hmm. and uh, eventually the the open maw of the port like comes before you and you you see that there are dozens of people milling and working around this port that are like uh, working in teams to move debris out and um, see there's like sparks of welders of fixing stuff. Um, cool. So yeah, I'm going to use the jet stabilizers on my pack to slow us down and bring us into a good landing. And then we're just going to blend in like we got to move this box and make our way into the station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Don't sound like that. You... you uh, make it into the port and uh, the the amount of activity there, no one pays you any mind. It's just like um, you keep hearing that there was an asteroid making an emergence that had a distress beacon active um, that was that careened through here. You hear whispers of people saying that, um, this is probably the um, the union heads that are pissed off. Um, people are using phrases like, well, the, the governess has no fucking idea what she's doing. Um, people are immediately rushing to blame all kinds of external factors for what has happened. And uh, exchanged look with, looks with Alana and like remark on how, you know, it's, it's because of a lack of strong leadership. And this is exactly what happens mm-hmm. when we don't have someone like Tassin in charge. Right. The exos come in here and think they can just blow anything up. It's, it's, no, it's ridiculous how they think. No regard for a proper queuing. It's complete disorder. <laughs> yeah, it's just chaos. You, uh, so now you're in the port. Um, where, where do you go? We're in. So, well, we did it. 
Now we find an abandoned apartment building and plant a tree. Should be simple enough. They said that the Daiashi Corp should have some buildings available. If I remember right, it should be this way. I'll use my uh, military mind to map our way out and get to the spot we need to go to. Excellent. So roll roll intelligence and you can re-roll any fails. Cool. Well, I got a success. So, yeah, you... You suck butts. Sweet. <laughs> uh, you nope. you work your way through the um, meandering corridors. I think for both of you, having grown up in luxury, the confinement of this, and do you take your vac suits off? I guess um, describe, you succeed and get to this place, but can you narrate for me what this kind of walk and what this looks like? Sure. So we're back under artificial gravity now, right? Mm-hmm. So we touch down and <laughs> yeah, we're looking around. Um, we got that box. Is it heavy? Uh, extremely heavy. Oh, how are we moving this? Are we each like taking a side of it and Probably. carrying it? Yeah. So one I, in the front, one in the back. I think we like keep our vac suits on so that people don't see us or recognize us yeah. or anything. I mean, we're, I mean, I mean, I don't think we're, high up political people but we are involved in politics i think i am and you you were a uh naval you were an admiral i think in oh. the um hsu navy oh sure. shit yeah you killed a lot of confederates i'm 23 <laughs> and i'm 46 <laughs> i'm cute <laughs> i'm a slam piece <laughs> So yeah, we're, <laughs> we're walking through town here, carrying this box, just mm-hmm. in our suits. Uh, someone comes over to you, and they're in a vac suit, but the helmet is like attached to their hip. Um, they have a like a red cross white um, patch on the side of their uh, their arm, and uh, they they approach you with a medical scanner. Uh, are you uh, are you from the accident outside? No, we just arrived on another ship. What happened? Uh, some Daiashi Corp asteroid m- came barreling through the shipping lane. It's really bad. I mean, I've, there's a lot of people out there that are running low on air. Listen, um, if uh, you're a new arrival, so uh, they've set a triage point up over there. Oh, we're fine. Like we said, we arrived on another ship. We No damage to us. He looks at both of you. Um, well, either way, uh, they still need to, like, they, uh, um, central office would be pissed if they didn't. So, um, you still need to get scanned in, uh, and you still need to, um, pay for the doc. So, uh, triage is over there. We've already paid for the doc. And really, the triage isn't necessary. And at this point, Vicini kind of squares up and uses his tall, imposing stature to send the signal that, like, we're done talking to you now. Roll a charisma for me at advantage. Success. Uh, right. Um, okay. Uh, but hurry. Other people need help. Yeah, see, he basically, oh, good, an excuse for me to ignore you. Right. And he uh, walks around you um, and heads to the commotion of the... uh, He, like, steps one way and can't get around. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ha <laughs> uh-huh. No, this isn't space. This isn't spavery. Spavery. God damn it. <laughs> Vicini, you're so sexy when you lie to people. <laughs> Later. <laughs> he, uh, so yeah, he disappears into the crowd and you, uh, you have leeway to go to the Dayashi apartments. Sweet. We make our way there. So these, uh, these are the apartments where, um, those who are, uh, working for Dayashi or a part of the indenture. No, this, these would be people who voluntarily, voluntarily work for Dayashi. Um, there's like a, uh, like yellow tape of like under construction down this bulkhead. Um, and you remember from the briefing, this is the general area of where they said to plant the device. Get it. Here we are, darling. Yes, this looks like the place. Oh, well, we should find a room. Wonder if they have any reservations available. Uh, you see, there are several rooms that uh, look to be in various states of construction. Um, a few of them have doors that are operational. You have your pick of the litter. Let's try and pick one of the finished rooms so no one will be bothering it. Yes. You uh, are able to just use the default administrator password, which is one two three four five six. <laughs> Tight. And the door slides open and you see inside a room that is in a like half finished state. Much of the uh, like steel plating that would cover and line the walls and the floors is missing. Just, just exploring, exposing conduit and cables that run, feed various important um, life support shit all throughout the station. Well, we found a good room. Do you think... Yes, I think that this will last very long for our friend in the box. Would you mind opening it and getting things set up? Yes, of course. I turn and uh, put the box on the ground and drop to my knees and bust it open and get shit going. So you uh, place the device down and uh, opening the container, an audible hiss of depressurization sounds. The lid opens and inside... Is a small tree. It appears to have been grown out of some oddly shaped clay-like object. The object is of a shard of something much bigger. It looks like reminiscent of a shard of an ostrich egg. It's like concave-ish, and it's just this somewhat triangular piece of a shell. Um, if the ostrich, if the ostrich was about the size of a house, you could kind mm-hmm. of like infer from its curve of what it would. Uh, feed into the the shell itself has small holes that are about the size of a quarter um, on the outside of it uh, the openings of the on these holes are smoothed and rounded there are no sharp edges on it um, and then from this thing uh, the brown and red roots of this tree grow out and form into a single column of a tree that grows into a that looks to be of a small like two and a half, three foot tall sapling. We just leave it here? Yes, those were the instructions. It has everything it needs to live. It should begin operating on its own. I think we've done it. The tree, um, you see uh, the uh, fronds on the tree uh, change uh, color and they go from like a healthy looking green to like a brown and they they start to fall off of it 
Oh, no, I think you've broken it. I didn't do anything. I just took it out of the box. Uh, Vecini walks over and checks the the screen on the box, see if there's anything wrong with the tree. Um, you just see um, text through the like cracked display that just reads, unveiling in progress, and it has like a percentage meter. Um, well, it seems to be all right. Who's I... holding the tree? I don't think either of us are. Who's closest to the tree? Probably... You opened me, it. Yeah, probably me. Make a constitution save for me. Uh-oh. Alana. Uh-oh. Oh. That's a conditional success. Great. What <laughs> the fuck? Uh, so... What? He's <laughs> mad at us. <laughs> no, Great! So, no, so you are, um, like, watching Vicini work at this thing, uh, when you feel a, like... You know when you have like a hair that like touches the side of your cheek oh or something God. that you, you can't, can't see, can't get and it, it just like, ah, yeah. And you you uh, turn to see the tree. Um, oh my God, Winnie! The roots have detached from the the shell itself, and the tree is um, suspended in zero g, and its roots have grown and have attached themselves and coiled around the life support the various electronic cables underneath the uh, the exposed wiring. And a couple of these roots are, um, I shouldn't say a couple, uh, like a, like the grudge's hair amount of roots are like moving in the air and are moving towards you. And you f- feel them like touching the side of your head. Uh, Alana. Uh, Alana. Uh, what is happening? Well, get out of there. We have to leave. And Vicini, like, struggles and slips to get up and tries to, like, run toward her and toward the door. So both of you roll uh, dexterity for me. Can I use my physical prowess to move quicklier? Yeah, you can move quicklier. (coughs) I got a conditional success. Great. I got a success. Excellent. So um, the, uh, the fronds, like rip at your skin and they're they're like the jellyfish stickers right like as they touch you they like lock into place but you uh um alana they just attach to your vac suit so you're actually able to if you want to escape discard your vac suit and you can get out unscathed yep vicini they have attached themselves to your face and so to get out you're gonna have to rip your face off is your conditional success okay uh uh, Alana, my knife. Yeah, and we just see you struggling with this, uh, this weird, like, bl- uh, red brown hair that is attaching to your face. I'm even before he says it, I'm reaching for the knife and coming at my dear husband's face with a knife. Um, you, I mean, you're you're well trained. You can just do that and and free him from the uh, the tendrils. Make a constitution save, okay. or a constitution roll for me, Vicini. All right, disadvantage. Fail. Okay. So you're able to free him. I was not informed that this tree would try to rip my husband's face off. Tassin, that bastard. Let's get out of here. This thing is growing at, like, an exponential rate, and, like, these root hairs are... Um, 
have gone from like a like a few dozen to an uncountable amount that are burrowing their way into the substructure of the ship. Run! And the fronds at the top of the tree are feeling their way out. Run! Get off this disgusting station! And that is, uh, we'll leave, I think I want to save Vicini and uh, Alana's fate for episode five. Whoa. So that was our, our little short um, setup for episode five. Uh, I was talking to Charity about this in a little like uh, VH1 behind the music of like what I want to do with the campaign is I want to, I like weirder stuff and I just felt like the campaign was too dry for me. So I want to like totally do something get weird. weird. I want to get weird with it. So that's yeah. exactly what I want to do. So that's what Sweet. we're going to do. I like getting weird. Yeah. Don't we all? Mm-hmm. Um, this episode drops. Um, I don't not next week, but I believe the week after that. Um, do y'all have any plugs that you want to plug? No. Okay. Uh, well, February eighth. No, this would be next week, Monday. Sorry. So the twenty seventh. Okay. So I shouldn't plug anything before that. Correct. So I should plug something after that. Yep. Like February 8th. Yep. Sorry. I was, <laughs> I was like, I thought right. you were telling me I was wrong. No, I was like, Wait that's a not what I meant. I was just correcting myself. Oh, that oh, like Correcting was... yourself out loud. Yeah. yeah. February 8th, my improv team, uh, Kitten Bomb, we will be debuting at Teehee's Comedy Club. It's going to be really exciting. We're having a Valentine's Day themed show. Aw, cute. Um, aw. Aw. Uh, uh, and we, I had my, <laughs> I've been on the team for a minute now, and I've had my first practice with them Cool on Sunday, and it was really fun, so. It went good? Well? Yeah. It went well or good? It went good. Good. Great. Well. And that's well, February, <laughs> February 8th? Yeah. Neato Speedo. I think. February 8th. At Teehee's Comedy Club, uh, 7.30 show. It's going to be tight. Rad. Uh, T-Bone? Yeah, just our show with the uh, beautiful Don McDowell. That's right. Yay. Yeah, because this will come out. After. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we're doing a Valentine's. You know, February is the month of love. Mm. So true. And Black so History true. Month. Also that. They are. Um, also important. Also important. Not a made up holiday. Secondly important like though is Valentine's Day. Uh, Chowdown is doing a show. Uh, Chowdown, Making Love with Don McDowell. Mm-hmm. And um, we're having what? Des Moines' own adventurer and um, a... Man about town. A man about town. A man who has taken more pictures with presidents and uh, yeah, than anybody people I in know. government than anyone I know. Well-traveled. <laughs> a worldly person. Uh, he'll be dressing up in a fancy suit and it will, f- you know, we're hearkening back to the old like 60s and 70s like dating shows and Aww. it's going to be a fun romantic evening. Um, we're all going to get very sexy and have a great <gasps> sexy time. I love to have a sexy time. Yeah, who well, doesn't? Perfect. So come to the Chowdown Show, 7.30, um, third Saturday in February. 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 That's everything I have. Once again, uh, check out our sponsor, dsmfoundry.com. I just followed them on Instagram. <laughs> dsmfoundry.com. Send DSM me a pin. Com. Send Charity a pin. Please. Send Ornella a pin. Send me a pin. Since she's technically your favorite out of all of us. <gasps> um, I don't deserve it, but I want it. It's true. You deserve nothing. <laughs> uh, but that's been us at Des Moines and Dragons. 
Uh, all we have to say to you now is bye. 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 Uh. <laughs> that was fun. Thank you.